0: Here we go. Who said Noon report? Here we go, one and all. Here I am. It is one. Yes. Folks, noon report live or not. I know we missed a good one this morning. Ugh. But it just happens. Can't be everywhere. Police can't be everywhere. I can't be everywhere. All right, it's 1204. We're live on the radio in two minutes. There's Lynn Miller. Miller's with us. Hey, Miller. There's Crystal, Martha the Stamp. Hola, there's Brenda. Hi there, Wendy. I'm sure that you are watching. Thank you, Lynn Miller. Look at that. Steps right up. That's why she's fantastic. You know, I ended up going to... There was a scene in Pawtucket last night. So, this was last night. So, we were with Ladybug. And then, um... I... went to Pawtucket. I left at 9.20... Went around the area where there had been police, the scene had cleared, and then, let's see, anyhow, I got home at like 10.45, so an hour and a half, it was 90 minutes of just, and there was nothing, I mean, there's nothing we could do, so, but we were trying, good afternoon, this is Ann. Hello, everybody, we're starting in just one minute, one minute, um, and then, you know, so then you're up, a little bit and then uh thank you Ann. and then um that was highly unusual that the police were a target at warwick mall this morning and i did have a message sometime after after seven but Juan was the uh i mean i i was it was early in the morning i was asleep so and the the patucket thing folks that's what it's like sometimes there's false alarms so we ran it down uh, think of that i left at 9 15 got home at quarter of 11 and had nothing to show for it but it's just it's just one of those things so not complaining but as a result of being up out late i then missed the target thing this morning which i really would have loved oh my goodness all right here we go yeah three seconds At 12.06 on what is, folks, just at a top-down day, Chamber of Commerce Tuesday. It's Tuesday, not, 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 shot Tuesday. (coughs) Excuse me. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in that enjoys the the noon report. Uh, Many people watching our replay later, which is fine. Give you the top four stories. As I see them uh, at this noontime hour, and, um, and this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Native vegetables, corn, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash. Folks, they're waiting for you. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, they have a great Facebook page. Folks, shop local quality merchandise. If you can plant it, they have fantastic deer-resistant aborbitis. They have beautiful shrubs. That would really look terrific around your property. P.R. Landscape Materials at Garden Center, and they do great business with their native vegetables, corn, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers. Stop in and see them. Thirty-six eighty-eight Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Family-run business. <coughs> Big supporters of the chosen one. Stop in and see them at P.R. Landscape Materials at Garden Center. Well, folks, check out the website Petro.com. We have unique items, unique stories, unique video original content you can also get in touch with me that way it's a happening at dipetro.com you can also listen live to the radio show there at DePetro.com, which is broadcast by the coincident 226 coincide avenue west warwick i know david sammartino recently had a wonderful meal there not sure if he mentioned hey by the way you know um one of the reasons i'm here is because you know, I know you guys support The Chosen One. So you want to do that. And remember, at the Coheset Inn, they're open seven days a week. They also have the market now with which is fantastic. So it's it's right inside the restaurant. So you could just, someone asked me, can I go to the market without eating at the restaurant? Yes. Can I eat at the restaurant and then shop at the market? Yes, yes. Yes, of course you can. The Coheset Inn, 226 Coheset Avenue in West Ward. Now, first of all, Before I touch on uh, kind of what I see the lead story, I do want to say good afternoon. We have um, so many listeners, I get email, of uh, people in Massachusetts that uh, have discovered the program, radio program, and they kind of stumble into it a little bit and realize that I was talking with someone yesterday about the state of um, Boston Talk Radio, which of which I was part of at one time, but it it has really become, it's so, it's all just like everything national and Republican national type of topics. And my only point is, there's so many, to me, so many other places you can get that. So I've talked about in the past that I'm somewhat amazed that there's a big story in Massachusetts, but you'd never know it because the, the, the talk hosts that are on are all just doing you know, the lap hunter's laptop. So, so I, I, I appreciate that. And I keep hearing from more and more people, whether they're in Uxbridge or whether they're in Bellingham or in and around, uh, the Worcester area and others that, Hey, you know, I was flipping the dial and I suddenly, I heard you and, and, um, and then it's very, very nice of a group in Rentham that now put on the program while they're having lunch. So good afternoon to them. Um, as they you know, I guess they eat at the same time, uh, noontime, so anyhow, yes, we are here. We started at eleven, and then this is the noon report, and then the program continues till one. But I want to touch on um and in, in, in we I do include you know Rhode Island stories predominantly, admittedly, national stories, obviously, and then but Massachusetts stories, but Rhode Island right now, Congressman David Cicilline left. And the primary is two weeks from today. And I'll tell you, so today is all day, Tuesday, August 22nd. The primary is the 5th. Early voting has already started. The campaign that is really desperate right now is Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. And she is not going to win. And she knows she's not going to win. Unless something dramatically changes, the lieutenant governor is not going to win. But I'll tell you. Just what a lousy campaign she has run! I also would argue, by the way, that I believe, to use an analogy, <clears throat> um, like the Vice President Harris, she she's really not Kamala Harris, the VP. She she's not an impressive individual. She's not. She she wasn't a great senator. She ran a terrible campaign for president. The only reason she is the VP kamala harris is because first biden said he was going to choose a female vp and a lot of people thought it would be massachusetts senator elizabeth warren and or minnesota senator amy klobuchar and or maybe even gina raimondo governor of rhode island <clears throat> then because of the summer of 2020 of george floyd he flipped it to um uh, it's got to be a woman of color so that's how kamala harris is the vice president but you should never mistake she was and Donna Perry states this well and she's coming up next hour kamala harris really the vp she was almost a creation of the media she was almost you know michelle obama won't run but and and everyone loves beyonce so well so we have her and she's had terrible turnover she's ineffective she's terrible on her feet she has that annoying Nervous laugh. And just laughs at everything. Um, so. But she was. You have to come back to. Why someone was chosen. And I actually want to give an example. A lot of people. This isn't getting a lot of coverage. But there's a young man from East Greenwich. Originally from East Greenwich. That went to Syracuse. Nolan Cooney. And uh, I, I know his family. He was friendly with my son growing up. They went to the same high school. They graduated. And Nolan Cooney, it's so remarkable, yesterday was announced that he will be the punter for the Arizona Cardinals. So now, and I was talking to another friend of mine last night, and I said, you know, of all the guys I knew in Edgewood, and there were some great athletes and people that played professional sports. You know, the Bennetts played hockey. Uh, uh, Mike Stenhouse played baseball. And all the people from Hendrickson, I I can't recall a Rhode Islander who then actually became a punter on an NFL team. It's so competitive, and you have to have continual drive. And you get cut, and you get picked up off waivers, and then you get cut again, and then you have to then you have to go into training camp and compete for the job. My point is. It's highly, highly competitive. It's so competitive. You know, in order for him to be the punter, and this is going on at NFL camps all over the country, by the way, where it's the Patriots or the Packers, this case it's the Cardinals, they had to cut the other punters. So it's so competitive that they bring two punters into camp and basically say, listen, one of you is going to get the slot and the other one's going to get cut. Well, the other one got cut. And that's what brings me to Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. One of the reasons her campaign is in ruins, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, who went yesterday to Block Island, complete waste of trip. She wasn't doing anything. She was dressed like, I don't know what, like someone going shopping at the mall, not as the Lieutenant Governor. Oh, it's Block Island. I'll wear jeans that, like, she's just, but she was never impressive. The only reason she was chosen, was McKee said, okay, I'm going to pick, first he said, I'm going to pick someone, a Latino, and he was going to pick James Diosa, the mayor of, at the time, Central Falls. Then he pivoted back and said, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'll pick a, a woman on the ticket because Nelly Gorbea was going to run against them. And folks, and and that's how he settled with, with uh, Sabina Matos. She hasn't done anything impressive. When she was the head of the city council, She, in Providence, she supported defunding the police. She did one debate last year, primary for lieutenant governor. She was so horrible, they canceled the rest of her debates. Then she lost a voting to Aaron Gukian. My point is, she's also the one involved with the signature scandal. And there's two weeks to go. And they see where the numbers are. And they see they're gonna lose to Aaron Riggenberg. So I know the rest of the media, they're trying to pretend that some of these other people have a shot, right? Like Gabe Ambell. They're all trying to be polite saying, He has it, he, he's not he's not winning this contest. And again, I'm talking about the Democrat primary. This Sandra Cano, I mean, I, I don't know. She's like an insider. And if you don't like McKee and you don't want to support Matos because she's a fraud, then you support this person. But, okay, so she'll get some votes in Providence and Pawtucket, but she's not, like, winning anything. Um, but I'll show you how. To, but my point is about Matos is she's never been impressive. When I've covered, and I've covered her at press conferences and everything, she, she's not impressive. This was, she, she didn't get there through merit. This is what happens when you just pick someone because it'll look good cuz she's a latina right like no one but should be surprised that Kamala Harris <clears throat> is is less than adequate is because she wasn't chosen on merit if you were going to choose someone truly on leadership accomplishments ideas concepts work ethic you wouldn't have chosen Kamala Harris and by the way the same goes for sabina matos her idea is you know what i'm gonna actually put that maybe so her idea of she moved into cd1 because she lives in cd2 is she sleeping on her sister's couch in in um in cd1 she's she's not bright and the people around her are not bright like they thought that's a good idea oh i moved into cd1 oh you did yes yeah i'm sleeping on my sister's couch I mean, it's 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 just foolish, is what it is. So, but later, in just a little while, I noticed they're doing it, believing obviously that I can't make it. But so, this guy Nick Audiello, he ran for the CD one seat. I I don't think I know him. He worked for Ramundo. Um, he's one of those people. He's just I, I don't. he's he's like. How can I? I don't, I don't want to be cruel here because I don't know him, but this say "milk toast" is—he's he, just—he's so—he's so unimpressive. He's just so unimpressive. Um, it's like no one has the guts to tell this guy, like this guy Nick Audierlo. He ran for state senate district five. Uh, in 2018 and came in third so what does he decide to do oh i'm I'm gonna i'll run for congress then he doesn't even live in the district which is even more comical so so this guy ran for cd one the campaign of course went nowhere he he then for for whatever reason went to ukraine <laughs> Um back in the spring he then withdrew from the race so this guy nick audiello not dino audiello who's on the city council i think city council president in north providence but uh, nick audiello he's going to hold a press conference on this afternoon with lieutenant governor sabina matos suggesting people should exit the race So what what is so absurd about this, how tone deaf these individuals are, is you're gonna have Nick Gordiello, who could not hear me out. He couldn't get to 1%. He could not get to 1%. He started in the race at 0% and he ended at 0%. Then he comes out with an endorsement of Matros. He doesn't even live in Congressional District 1, which is Socket, Cumberland, Lincoln, uh, uh, parts of Providence, and then it goes East Bay, Newport, even into Jamestown. So he couldn't make it that. He exits the race and endorses her. And now the two of them together are going to hold a press briefing encouraging other people to leave the race. (laughs) Neither one of them live in the district. See, but... It's very insightful how their simpleton minds think. Sabina Matos, the reason why she thinks other people should leave is she didn't earn. She did win lieutenant governor last year. But the only reason she won is because it was McKee Matos and the people that were collecting ballots for him collected ballots for her since, you know, it's like you're running to the store you go and get a loaf of bread. You might as well pick up the milk. So, but that's the only reason she can't raise money. She is using her 13 year old daughter in a commercial about abortion, which is, I, I, I just, she's running commercials about abortion. Her position on abortion is exactly the same as the other Democrats run. Exactly the same, but the only reason she's doing it is in order to get the endorsement from Emily's list. She agreed to include her thirteen-year-old daughter in the spot. This is someone, Sabina Manto's lieutenant governor. I just I don't remember the last time I saw such an inept. Just it's it's the worst campaign we've seen in a while. Now, as much as I say that Matt Brown ran a pretty lousy campaign last fall as he was trying to win the democrat nomination but i mean she's got money they've been spending PAC money and 800,000 chief the congressman come in from new york yeah ah, ah, woman of color uh so now matos who really doesn't live in congressional district one and nick man uh, audiello not mattiello nick audiello who doesn't live in the district <laughs> they're gonna call on people to leave the race who do live in the district so there's two people specifically they're targeting. One is this guy, John Gonzales. He lives in Providence. Um, I think he'd like to run for mayor someday. He, he's not going to win, but they want him out because then any vote he's getting is not going to Matos. And then there's this person, I don't... Her name is Anna Quisada. She's a state senator. She's another one. She has no shot. But the Matos people say she's hurting her. But what is is really killing... Sabina Matos is also now this Sandra Cano, or Cano, whatever pronounce it, um, who is cannibalizing her boat and really going to hurt her in Pawtucket. So that's what's going on. But so the next two weeks, this should be interesting because Matos isn't strong. You know, last year at this time, Helena folks who should have won. Helena folks who the people wanted. Helena Folks, former head of CVS, who uh, um, who one day of voting. You could see last year, she was really hitting her stride. Last, last August, and then you had the September primary against McKee. But last year at this time, Helena Folks was really starting to click on all cylinders, and you could see it. But that's someone who, competitive, great student, smart, learns, you know. Earned a fortune. CBS, think of this. She was the CEO of CBS, Helena Folks. Helena Folks, CBS has 300,000 employees. <clears throat> I think when she ran it, at had 200,000 employees. And you're the CEO. So it's a large workforce to manage. But that was someone that just needed to kind of like, okay, I get it, like learn. It's like a, a good musician that just needs to kind of like learn the chords, learn the song. That's not Matos. And it's going to be interesting and I think even entertaining at this point to watch over the next two weeks. They're desperate. They're going to lose. I have said the person that is going to win this primary is Aaron Rugenberg. I'm not supporting him. I would never vote for the guy. Never, never. He, I, I despise the guy. He is smug. He is... He, he he is just such an elitist jerk. He is. He he is a communist. He is a socialist. He does not believe in the capitalist society. Doesn't he's ashamed of the flag. He hates America. He despises anyone who's not a ultra progressive Bernie Sanders type of communist. She is he is no use for you if if you fall under that. However, as I've explained anyone really paying attention the guy knows politics and he he lost to mckee by two thousand votes in 2018 he's that much older he's that he's always very very active he it's not even close between him and matos and the rest of them as far as the rest of the field um the republican running from jamestown 30 year uh 30 year excuse me i believe 29 or 30 years in the marine corps Gary Leonard, really impressive guy. I will have him on. I believe actually also that Ruggenberg will actually be a good opponent for Gary Leonard, the Republican, who first needs to win the primary. But the reason why is because it's going to be so extreme, so extreme on views. So you're going to be talking about someone that, you know, dedicated their life to the Marine Corps. Uh, and has been on the battlefield compared to a 31-year-old or 30-something communist who has never had a real job, lives on a trust fund, went to Brown University. Um, I think it's actually better for the Republican because it's going to be so extreme. If if Stephen Casey, Rep. Casey, won, then I think it would be actually harder for the Republican. but. This is, it's like if Bernie Sanders were on the ticket, it would be the choice. So now I'm going to talk about our next story in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, AtMed Urgent Care. What does that mean? Well, something happens and you need urgent care. AtMed, A-T-M-E-D, AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, walk in. Fifteen twenty-four Atwood Avenue, Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and fifty-seven fifty Post Road East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. When you need urgent care, something happens, you urgently need medical help. At Med Urgent Care, they're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses, especially the uh, in the um, Atwood Medical Building. At Med Urgent Care. Now, admittedly, I have used both facilities when I was in need of urgent care uh, at med urgent care and it was first rate and it was terrific. And you know, what's interesting is, and I was telling someone there just the other day, uh, you know, at different times I've had people thank me for telling them about a restaurant or thank me for telling them about various, you know, people. Thank you for telling us about Jay Perry paving. They did a great job in the driveway. But what's interesting about at med urgent care is, I've actually had people say, my God, you know my grandmother was in distress. We did not know what to do. We quickly thought of you, and we brought her to Atmed, and they saved her life. And that is different, folks. Atmed Urgent Care, seven days a week, and much faster than an emergency room. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. You know Ryan's another one. When your appliance is dying, do you have any appliance in your home that's not working properly? My question is, why? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. He comes to your home. He'll repair it. Washing machine, dryer, stove, oven, refrigerator, microwave, garbage disposal. Ryan's Appliance Repair. We had a clothes dryer. It was working. You know, I actually received an email from someone that said, can you tell me our dryer gave out a few months ago? We've been going to, you know, we hang them outside. We go to a laundromat. Okay, those are options. Or you could just call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. And Ryan has told me when he's going into different homes, sometimes he ends up fixing like three appliances. And he does it so quickly and masterful. Um, just, I I just said two weeks ago, our washing machine, the knob that you turned was stripped. Um, did I try to fix it? No. (laughs) Did I, uh, did I go out and buy a new one? There's no need. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair. I took, actually, I took a screenshot of the serial number. I took a screenshot of the knob and then he showed up a few days later and it's working fine. Ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096. I want to touch on this story. The local media loves it, and I think it's being distorted. And as a matter of fact, I know it's being uh, distorted. By the way, before I touch on this, police search for a suspect broke into Appleson or Target Wall. What time was that? It was so early this morning, we missed it. We don't know what time they went in. Police were there at 5 o'clock in the morning, but we don't know what time and uh it's a large building so they thought maybe the person was hiding in front but you know what i just wanted to mention folks that again this is one of those things that the rest of the media locally anyway won't really talk about and that is the fact of and channel 10 had the story listen to this The state, the state of Rhode Island has 17,000 fewer students enrolled in public schools than they did in 1999. Think of that. The state of Rhode Island has 17,000 fewer students enrolled in public schools than in 1999. So now. They try to say, oh, you know, it's because of birth rates, and it's because of, you know what? People are figuring out declining birth rates. You know, people are finding out, and they really saw it during the pandemic. The public school system as we have it is a failure. There's a few exceptions. The children that do well in public schools. Are children that would do well anywhere. What do I mean about that? what do I mean by that? I'm going to use Barrington as an example. Barrington is an affluent town. Barrington has two family households. Barrington has college-educated individuals. When you take a student whose college uh, whose parents are college educated, and it's a two-parent home, traditionally that child does better in school. So what I mean by that it doesn't mean Barrington has better teachers. Barrington has better pupils that are coming in, better pupils. But the like anything else, when you have lack of competition, you don't get the best result. I thought one of the best contributions um, in the 2012 election was when then Republican candidate Mitt Romney held up a shoebox. You know, I'm holding up one right now. Folks, think of your cell phone if there was and Mitt Romney made a great point he said if if the government what if there was no competition if there was no think of the competition for cell phones and why they're always improving and getting better than this one and android and apple and if the government ran it he held up do you remember the early cell phones i remember when i moved to new york one of the gifts i got was one of those Cell phones, it like it, it. was like the size of a shoebox, and it wasn't that great, but it was something. It used to plug it into the cigarette lighter, and I didn't use it that much because it wasn't that effective. You'd use payphones, but my point is, those early cell phones. That's the public schools. Anything without competition, so or a close to schools. They need. To, they need to continue to close schools. How about Warwick? In 1999, Warwick had 12,000 students. This year, Warwick has 4,000 fewer. You don't need all those teachers. You don't need all those schools, folks. But the teachers unions run things. How about Providence? In 1998, Providence had 26,000 students. Last year, 20,000. 6,000 less. And then it goes on and on. You need competition. People are also realizing the failure of the public schools and the amount of money that the schools take out of your city town budget. It's ludicrous. That's another reason why people um, move out of certain communities. certainly is. What's the point? You're retired. You're older. And I remember one point in Warwick, the um, sixty six cents of every dollar went to the schools, at least sometimes higher. So in nineteen ninety eight, one hundred fifty four thousand public school students. Now one hundred thirty seven. Now the only thing that's keeping people in is the charter schools. But I want to um, I want to touch on uh, this situation regarding what you're hearing about is public public beach access because it's not really being presented properly because this is one of those situations that the media doesn't fully flesh out what the problem is. But I'm going to explain uh, what it is. And we've talked about it a little bit, but this is another example of it. But folks, this portion of the program you by A.J. Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401 323 9252, do you need good drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements? I share their Facebook page. They do tremendous work. Why not have a real home office? Or why not redo your basement? A lot of people are saying, you know, I don't know if I'm going to move. There's no inventory. So people are adding on in-law apartments or doing different things and adding on. So then they can just stay in their own home. Acoustical ceilings, they can do a new home. They do additions, commercial, rehabs, painting, remodeling, A.J. drywall, plasters, and home improvement. Call them today, 401-323-9252. Free quote, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's A.J. drywall, plasters, and home improvement. So, Channel 10 and 12. But they have this story that in North Kingstown, and, and the media loves this. The Providence Journal, the Boston Globe, they love these stories. Uh, where they say, and here's the headline with Channel 10, beachfront brawl, North Kingstown homeowner arrested, altercation over a public beach access. That's not what's going on. Think, uh, and I'll explain what it is. See, even this, public beach access, that's not what this is. It's shoreline access. Shoreline access. And I will explain, growing up, Um, I'll just give two, a couple beaches of examples, the Dunes Club in Narragansett. Okay. So you're at Narragansett Pier Beach, Town Beach, and then you walk to the left and then there's the Dunes Club. Now the Dunes Club is private. The Dunes Club in the past, of course you can walk along the water and they would say you could come up to the high tide, excuse me, the high tide part. So you could obviously walk along the shoreline, but what you you can't do in the past now is you can't put down your towel and blanket and <clears throat> umbrella and chair and plop yourself down because in the past that belonged to the Dunes club. you could walk all the way along the shore if you go to um South County, and you go into the Matunic area, and then there's Green Hill, and then there's Charlestown, and then, you know, you can walk all the way along the shore. Now, there were private beach clubs along the shore, but it used to be, yeah, you can walk along the, the beach, you can walk along there, but you can't then just go up and put down you know, your your chair and umbrella. Another good example is Bailey's Beach in, in Newport. So Bailey's Beach, yes, you could walk along the water, but you can't come up. So they've changed it now. Now Rhode Island Shoreline Access is 10 feet above where, wherever the high tide is. So now, again, as an example, we'll use either, The Dunes Club, or we'll use Bailey's Beach. So now, it's not just along the water. You can now plop yourself down 10 feet above there, wherever the high tide is. Let's just, but whether people like it or not, that was considered private property by these beach clubs. Conversely, there were people that have waterfront homes. Could people walk along the water in front of their home? Yes but they've changed it now they can go 10 feet up from there from the high tide so there were people that in essence almost had like a private beach now this is not just a rhode island thing right there are you go out to california malibu you you can walk along but then there are people that live beachfront homes right in malibu by the way it's a nightmare because the traffic trying to get to in and out of LA is possible living in Malibu. But anyhow. So but what happened what's happening now is in North Kingstown, you have the North Kingstown beach. And then farther down, there are some people that live along the water. And they have private property, right? So and in the past, um people would okay, you can walk along the water, but what happened and the way the media is covering this is you have these progressive activists. And this, by the way, this law is being challenged. It's going to be challenged in court. And our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, believes it's going to be over overturned. Because think in your own neighborhood. Yeah, yeah there's a sidewalk in front of your home, right? This is That's a public sidewalk. You can walk up and down the sidewalk. What they're saying now is... Okay, now you can also go into someone's yard five feet into the yard. So it's one thing, there's someone, you you cannot stop people that are walking by your house on your sidewalk or out in the street, but just on the sidewalk. But now what if they start, now they can also walk on your grass or your backyard, right? Wherever your backyard property is. So that's what it's coming to. But here's what's going on with these people on the border is the progressive activists who, and never forget Bernie Sanders, Aaron Regenberg, AOC, like the extreme progressives, the far left. Never forget, they don't believe in private property. They don't believe in that. Remember, the communist mindset is there's no such thing. As private property everything belongs to the government everything belongs to everybody so they have a problem with the entire concept that someone has private property they don't believe in it it's it's so what they're doing is so you have this entire north kingstown beach and i don't by the way i don't know this guy in nk but so they live down on the end and if you've ever seen you know no matter where you are, as you get closer to the end, the, the shoreline gets shorter, right? So so this guy who did the interview with Channel 10, does he sit in the middle at the beach? No. Does he sit on the other side? You know, you go to the beach, you decide where you're going to sit. No. we He decided, no, no, no. We're going to sit right in front of this guy's house. And again, it's not a great analogy, but just think of a football field. Think of a football field and, you know, the 10-yard line to the other 10-yard line. There's this wide open space. What these activists are doing is a homeowner lives in the end zone. So these people say, I could sit on the 50. I could sit on the 40. There's no one on the beach. I could sit on the 30-yard line. No, no, no. I'm going to sit right in the end zone. Nope. I'm going to sit right there and stick it to this guy because he thinks it's private property and blah, blah. That's what's going on. And, uh, and, and it's going on at different places that there are people that are now antagonizing people that have it, but it's all the progressives. It's all the progressives. And I think it will be overturned. The coverage of this is all someone was mining their own business and they just went to the beach and then someone came storming along, just like that jerk in Middletown. <clears throat> They're confusing. There is, I lived for a period of time that right near us was a right way where there was a fence and it was a community thing and people in the community knew the combination, whatever, but you went through. And so there was a path down to the water and it was a public access right away in, Really wasn't a big deal. Um, but that's not what this is. The media is calling this, as Channel 10 does, as public beach access. That's not what this is. This is shoreline. This is shoreline. So, and the shoreline depends on the tide, because then it's 10 feet up from where the tide is. So, and actually, it might even be higher than that as I think of it. But but that's what's going on, and there. Are, think there are some parts of a beach. I had a relative that lived on the water years ago, and when it was high tide, the water like went right. She had a, a wall because the water went right up to the wall. So when it was high tide, you really couldn't even walk by her home. And then out in front was kind of like her so-called beach area, uh, in Warwick Neck. But but this goes beyond it. So. In this theory, if it's 10 feet beyond that, they're basically saying that people should have been able to be walking through my aunt's yard, which is, but that's what's going on. The media, they love the stories. It is my contention. This is not about shoreline access. This is people. And that guy that, again, that they interviewed on Channel 10, I'm not going to be bullied. And I know my rights. And and this is, even Channel 10, an, an argument over beach access. It's not an argument over beach access. The argument is over shoreline access. This guy that was interviewed, Chris, maybe that's what it takes for him to stop. It's poor behavior. It's inconsiderate bad manners. He's trying to bully people. He, no, you went to antagonize this man oh is that your property oh did you did you think that this is your private property well guess what boom here's where we're gonna sit folks you know i've told the story over the years um it was it was a while ago now but i remember it was it was quite some time ago but i had you know a day off and <clears throat> I was going to meet some family at the beach and I got there early. I thought, you know what? They're not going to come till later. I have a good book. I have a cigar. I think I had some, some brew. I'm going to get there like really early and then just enjoy. And then when they come and blah, blah, blah. So I get to the beach literally like 10 o'clock in the morning, which I, I know for some people that's not, but for me, it was early. So when I got there, there was no one there. There was no one there. It was great. And I said, all the way down in the end. So not only is the beach wide open, I'm then sitting like on an end. Within 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I, I never this woman comes with three bratty kids. The entire beach is open. She sits right down next to me. Doesn't even like totally unaware of here's a man sitting quietly reading a book. And then but well, we're gonna plop down right next to her. Right? So about ten minutes after, I then put in my earplugs because then I'm listening to music, because then the kids are loud. First I'm thinking, should I move? I'll be like, No, maybe, whatever. Maybe they won't be here that long. <laughs> maybe something will happen. Then suddenly she's in front of me and says, Um, excuse me. Your cigar smoke is is bothering me and my children. Like, that was, hey, lady, do you see all that sand over there? So I come sit down here. I'm not bothering anyone. I am reading a book. I have headphones in, listening to smooth jazz. I am enjoying a nice Davidoff cigar. You come and sit right next to me and now my cigar smoke is bought. Like just the complete oblivious to, oh, is it, it's bothering you? Is the book bothering you too? Listen, lady, what are you sure? Like, but that's what you're dealing with. Like these people, an entire beach. No, no, no. We're going to go sit where it says private property. That's where we're going to sit. Is where it says private property, and then if he comes out, I know my rights, and blah blah blah. And ah, uh, folks, this portion of the John DePetro show, speaking of J. Perry paving, you want to really improve the look of your property. This is the time of year to do it. J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years' experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. Call them today. Free quote, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Now, you can also find them on Facebook. I share their Facebook work. It's fantastic. J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured, contracted company, committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big, how small, whether it's a brand new project or just a cracked driveway affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing j perry paving call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 401 1730 free quotes serving rhode island and southeastern mass get your your parking lot paved get your driveway paved j letter j j perry paving well folks good afternoon You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 at 99.9 FM. I hope everyone enjoyed. We had Ladybug last night on our Facebook Live. I'm very bummed I missed the Target thing this morning, but it was a fluke thing. Uh, And the only reason why the television station got some footage is because they're on the air at 5 o'clock, and they... Need to send their reporters somewhere. And they sent a photog over there. Got some footage. But we will be doing Facebook Live later. And I'm very excited for Smithfield. Um, this is going to be exciting tonight. They're on at 7 o'clock. Think of this. A lot of people won't frame it this way. but So Smithfield tonight. Smithfield Little League. And by the way, good afternoon to the Boyles. Listening in Greenville. But Smithfield Little League. They're playing a team from, I think, El Segundo. California. I always think of uh, Sanford and Son, but but they're playing a team from California who can play baseball twelve months of the year. Now I'm not saying they do, but if you wanted to, and you live in Southern California, you live in California, you you could go out. Certainly, uh, February through November play, but if you wanted to. You you literally can play baseball year-round. And I, I, I'm, I'll I'm bet there actually are winter ball. There's definitely, I mean, even around here, there's fall ball and leagues and so forth. Um, around in our part of the country, you can play baseball through October. It starts to get cold in November. You don't have a lot of people playing baseball in November. And then December, January, February... It's virtually impossible. Um, You know, March is even very difficult. But that's what's so remarkable to me about this Smithfield Little League team is the unfairness of it. You know, I don't know when they start. I can remember Little League, if it was warm out sometimes, late February, they would ask you to start swinging a bat. I can certainly remember baseball practice and month of March. Used to be little league tryouts on Holy Saturday. Uh and then you know, it's especially now it's really tough. I, mean, I remember my own kids and coaching T ball and so forth, and it can be cold and rainy in April and May and look at the rain we had this past June and then you know suddenly by mid June right around there the season essentially comes to an end so these kids have been playing baseball for a long time um so regardless what happens i think that is the most remarkable thing is is they're playing against people just like that tennessee team that they played that tennessee team is connected to the vanderbilt team that tennessee team they get to practice and their kids on the vanderbilt Baseball team, which is an unbelievable baseball program, one of the top baseball college programs in America, is the Vanderbilt program. They're a they're a baseball school the way that Alabama is a football factory, you know, or Michigan. So the fact that those kids have access to those players is remarkable. And there was, you know, Smithfield, a uh, couple hits here and there. It's tough; they're young kids. You want them to enjoy it. seems like they're having a good time. But tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN, that is very, very exciting. But folks, the other story that I did want to mention, and I won't go on that long, and it's not getting the type of attention, but it shouldn't be ignored. And that is, it started a year ago. I'll say this. I know uh, Commerce Secretary Ramundo, former Governor Romundo, certainly not popular. Heading to China, though, that's big. She's going to get a lot of media attention. Gina Raimondo, whether people like it or not, she's a political animal. She is fiercely competitive. From Smithfield, by the way. She is already laying the groundwork that if something happens and Biden's not running, she wants in on the mix. So I recognize around here, there's a lot of disdain for her. But if you're Ramundo, and you see the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, Mr. Lockdown, and then you see Bernie Sanders, and you see Elizabeth Warren, and more importantly, you see Kamala Harris, on the Democrat side, if you're Ramundo, and you see that the potential front runners are Amy Klobuchar, uh, Kamala Harris and the governor of California, you're you're not feeling like you're out of your league. You're not feeling like I can't compete with them. And for anyone that dislikes Commerce Secretary Ramundo, and I have as much reason as anybody, but the question you have to ask is not, I know there are so many people who would never vote for him, but the question is, look at who the competition is. So, because if you put her on a debate stage with the individuals that I just mentioned, um, I mean, is there anyone that really believes she would not, someone like a Kamala Harris, totally clean her clock? I mean, it's not even close. But this CBS story is something to watch. Last fall, in a bit of desperation, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee ran ads saying that CBS Third largest employer in the state, headquartered in Woonsocket, that CVS was, quote, pumping opioids into the homes of Rhode Islanders. I, I said then that did not go over well at all. Rhode Island ties? What Rhode Island ties? The Rhode Island ties to CVS was Tom Ryan went to CVS Pharmacy, or URI for, CV, for Pharmacy, and then that's why it was headquartered. And then Helena Folks from Rhode Island. And then Larry Merlin with the current the, the Rhode Island connection is gone. During the pandemic, Ramondo, for whatever you think of her, she used that leverage, and Rhode Island was one of the first uh, states you could do testing in conjunction with CVS. CVS is announcing they're cutting jobs and they're cutting back. So boom, right away, at least 200 jobs out of Rhode Island. And I'm hearing more. McKee, remember, as Justin Katz has said, Governor McKee, and I've tried to explain to people, I don't think people fully recognize the damage that this guy is doing. He is completely, you, you, we just haven't had such a business unfriendly governor. Um, Chafee was a nitwit, true um ramundo was trying to work with business maybe not the extent she should kachiri was definitely pro business lincoln Almond said i won't help you but i won't let anybody shake you down but mckee as we've said his idea of business is you want to do business here it's pay to play you got to pay and donate to my campaign if you want to do business in this town Period, period, end of story. If you want to do business here, that's why there's no other explanation. He shows up, and it's all been documented, shows up for lunch at the Capitol Grill with, of all people, his sleazy fundraising head, Shahajan. And, oh, did the lobbyist write the check? And, okay, you guys have the checks? Okay, I guess I could sit and have a salad. I mean, it, it is it is the definition of pay to play. And if you're someone like CVS, where you have North Carolina knocking on your door, you have Austin, Texas knocking on your door, you have Jacksonville, Florida knocking on your door, because of someone like Governor McKee, I, I, I'm not saying tomorrow, but it is a matter of time, the amount of jobs from CBS Socket, it's going to get smaller and smaller. Big corporations don't let, like to get shaken down. Folks, you're listening to The John DePetro Show. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Donna Perry joins us next to talk about that big GOP debate. We will be doing Facebook Live later, first one on the scene live stream. Right now, though, let's break, get you up to speed with the 1 o'clock news on The John DePetro Show.